from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. Friday, September 27th, 2019. My name is Jesse Carey. This is The Relevant Podcast. Uh, here with me today, all the way from Paris, France. My, uh, I was going to say, I don't know. What is friend in French, Tyler? Ami. 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 My ami. My ami. My moi ami. Tyler Huckabee. <laughs> Bonjour, everybody. <laughs> and joining us on the ones and twos. The one, the only, the Chandler Strang. He made it out of his producer booth, slowly filling with water uh, uh, by battering down the windows with a mixing board, which he will be right back where he started. Yeah, we rebuilt. We rebuilt the booth. It's filling up with water again. He's got one hour. The the seams are sealed by duct tape. But before we move forward, I want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by the book "Something Needs to Change." Life's hardest questions don't just demand answers. They require action. David Platt, best-selling author and founder of Radical Inc., came to this realization as he witnessed urgent spiritual and physical needs during a trek through some of the highest mountains in the world. His new book, Something Needs to Change, describes his journey and invites you to see how God desires to use your life in greater ways than you ever imagined. Pick up your copy of Something Needs to Change in bookstores everywhere. That's by David Platt. All right. Well, like I said, here with me today is is my good friend uh, Tyler Huckabee. On the show coming up later, we talk with Social Club Misfits. They have a new collection of songs out today called Doom. Really excited to talk to those guys. So, first, Tyler, you want to uh, you want to take this opportunity to address something at the front of the show, right? Yeah, I think it'd be a good idea. We said. Uh, during the last show, as, as everybody's aware, that of a, of a lot of the events that have taken place with Relevant over the past week and a half now, uh, with uh, the, the stories being told by former employees that have led for our, uh, our founder, Cameron Strang, to step aside for the time being. Um, these are obviously things that we, as we said, we take those very seriously. We address those at length in the last episode. If you missed it, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those before you hear this, where we get into a little more details. We did promise to be transparent about the process with everybody as far as what is what action steps we are going to take moving forward to to rectify the the very serious complaints that are brought up about the culture of this company. Um, uh, we, we are continuing to have, uh, discussions internally amongst the leadership team here. Uh, those of us who are still around here to, to figure out what we're going to do, uh, as, as well as talking to people outside the company, people who have been very, very gracious with their time and their wisdom and their resources to provide some insights about the best way to move forward and to make sure that, uh, this place is, uh, is supportive for everybody who comes to work here yeah. and also for everybody who, uh, looks to relevant 
to be a voice at the intersection of faith and culture. We'll give you uh, updates as we finalize plans here. Don't have a ton right now to say this because uh, obviously there's still a lot of moving pieces and we're making uh, some pretty significant decisions here. So we want to make sure we're the right ones. I'd expect we'll have uh, more to share in the very near future. Uh, but we didn't want to let this episode go by without assuring you that we continue to take this seriously. This continues to be the thing that we are, um, that the, the top priority for us uh, within relevant for me and Jesse, the rest of the leadership team, uh, Amy, John, David, Jess, all these people we are, we're working very, very hard on it. And I, I can say that uh, I have been very, very grateful for the leadership team personally over the last few days and very appreciative of the conversations and, and what we've been able to develop so far. So uh, you'll, you'll hear more, you'll hear more very soon. And uh, we, we look forward to, to making some decisions that will, that will lead to a restoration and, and uh, hopefully a, a better relevant for the future. I also do want to say uh, I'm, sure that a lot of you saw uh, the announcement on social media from Annie Downs. She, uh, she Annie F. Downs will not be part of this podcast anymore moving forward. Uh, she she explained her reasoning on Twitter, so you can look that up if you want to there. All we want to say here is that we love Annie. Uh, Annie is our friend. That does not change with her. Her, her place on this podcast does not change at all about that. And, and I think I, I hope <laughs> I believe that she, I won't speak for her, but I think she'd say the same thing about us. We are, we're very, very grateful for the time she spent on here. And I would encourage everybody to go check out that sounds fun with Annie F downs, yeah. which is uh, also a great podcast. It really is. All right. Well, I want to get to some of the business at hand today on the show. Um, Tyler, do you watch the show or Chandler? Do you watch the show American horror story? I've, so I have an interesting relationship with that show. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes, I have seen like the first two seasons, I think kind of fell off as it got like campier and campier and more because I like, yeah. I like uh, spooky stuff, especially as we come up on our spooktacular. Yeah. Um, we're in, we're in the season for it. I've been, it, it's been interesting over here in Paris. It's a real hot fashion item. A lot of people wear the American Horror Story shirts. It's like a big thing really? in France. Yeah, like the, like like the new season, like the camp one? Just the, no, just the the logo on the shirt, just the American huh. Horror Story logo. So Do they it, know what the logo says? I, that's a good question, and I can't answer it. I don't know. I don't know the answer. They may, <laughs> it may mean something totally different point. over here. Yeah. <laughs> I just huh. assume it huh. means America the same thing. So, so, so is that the extent of your relationship with it? It's so, seeing yeah. t-shirts with the logo on the streets I said of, seen, of yeah, Paris? Well, that's, my most re- that's my most recent relationship with it. Yeah. Uh, Chandler, are you are you a watcher of the show? I think I saw the first season, but th- yeah. it, it wasn't something I wanted to keep going with, I guess. Yeah. I, how dare you, Chandler? How dare you watch such <laughs> trash, such, such, such pollution from Hollyweird? That was a trap for both of you. No, there's a reason I asked that question, not to not to lure you into a trap and exposing yourselves for fans of the, the horror genre. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the real it? reason... The real reason is someone sent me a link this week. And uh-huh. so for, all right, for, for a little context, uh, in recent weeks, we had been discussing like an obscure Bible story. We're coming up on the Halloween season. We're, we're, and we had discussed like an obscure Bible story in which mm-hmm. I believe it was uh, King Saul, right? Uh, went to visit the witch of Endor right. to summon the ghost of 
of Samuel so that Saul could seek Samuel's advice. The problem was Samuel's been dead for a while. So it's a really weird story. And a lot of people don't know that there are mentions of ghosts beyond the Holy Ghost in the Bible. Uh, But in fact, there is in that story. So uh, we have been talking that on recent episodes of the podcast. And someone sent me a link to an AV club uh, American Horror Story recap. Uh, are you guys are familiar with the recap format, right? Of course. Uh, of course. A, yeah. So a lot of websites do this, particularly the AB Club, which is a really great pop culture website, where for select prestige TV or not necessarily prestige TV, so for a handful of uh, popular television shows, they do episode recaps of basically what transpired in that episode mm-hmm. and a little bit of commentary, a little take on it. I, um, I like them. I, I, I go to AB Club for a lot of their. They do good work over there. Lot, lots of really interesting. Uh, they, they find they find stuff I missed on AB Club yeah. a lot. Yeah, it, it, sometimes I, I read recaps for shows I don't even watch just because I'm interested <laughs> in the writing. <laughs> but uh, someone <laughs> someone sent me a uh, uh, a story, and this is this is the headline, and this is a recap from the new season of American Horror Story. American Horror Story would like to remind you there are ghosts in the Bible. Okay, that is the headline for this recap. So I I read the recap, and there's mm-hmm. certainly a lot of talk about some of the uh, religious content in this season. Evidently, there's you know it's American Horror Story. Uh, evidently, there's a Satanist. There is like references to like purity culture and and, and things like that. Uh, but you know, in the recap, there is no mention of you know wh- what's referenced in the headline that there are ghosts in the Bible. Uh, but n- I'm assuming neither of you guys saw this. I didn't know. I totally missed it. Nope. I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory. Oh, okay. I I like where we're going. I, I think I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I want to go back because I just saw this this morning as we're prepping for the show because I haven't had a chance to go back and watch this episode. I would be dropping in mid season and just trying to find out what this reference is. But I have a theory that so many people that listen to our podcast were Googling (laughs) ghost in the Bible in the last couple of weeks that the, you know, the algorithm, you know, uh, experts at the AV club were like, get, get ghost in the Bible into the headline. That's my theory. <laughs> just to bo- I think just we're, to, do you think just to boost the SEO to, to, like, right. to, to keep, to get the, the they're, they're tanking on numbers. And they said, you know how we get, you know what we can do is we can sort of piggyback to the relevant conversation about, uh, <laughs> about ghosts in the Bible. We can hitch right. our, we can hitch our wagon to that train and just coast all the way <laughs> to financial solvency. Yeah. That's, I mean, to me, to that me, because about they, as, I mean, it's no crazier than ghosts in the Bible. <laughs> it's no crazier than the witch of indoor being a Bible character, which for the, for, for my harvest party this year at my church uh, <laughs> or my Holy ghost, we arrest, <laughs> you know, the, alter- your, the your Halloween ghost, alternative, your Holy ghost sock hop. Yeah. My, my trunk or treat, you know, because we can, we can redeem the pagan holiday of Halloween simply by moving it to a church parking lot. <laughs> like that's all it takes and calling it by a different name. You can literally do the exact same thing that, you know, people are concerned or somehow summoning, you know, pagan occult rituals mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. moving it to the parking lot of the local church 
and uh, changing it to celebrate the harvest, not uh, Halloween. Uh, so when I attend my event this year, I will be going as the Witch of Endor. <laughs> didn't we You're talk supposed about to go this? as like a Bible character, right? Didn't we? We talked about this. Well, I mean, the Witch of Endor is about. Didn't we talk about this? Yeah. Because you remember when I told the story that. I was under the assumption as a little kid because Endor is also a Star Wars planet with the little yeah. Ewoks on it. So in my mind, I just had an Ewok witch sort of pulled up, <laughs> which I think would be, could you do that? Could you, I mean, you may have to recruit Noah sort of to, to be, to play one of the short uh, the Ewoks are pretty little, but you could just yeah. get an Ewok costume, a little witch hat, uh, a black cape of some kind, broomstick, <laughs> and there you go, right? That's the like witch that. of Endor. You're the <laughs> witch of Endor. So, uh, as you can see, this topic is right at the forefront of the vaping culture <laughs> conversation right now. The our Bible, uh, uh, ghost in the Bible. So, I, again, I don't, I, I'm not a regular watcher of American Horse story i'm not uh, judging those who do it's mm-hmm. just not on my on my list but it is interesting that that this has happened so uh something something to keep an eye on here uh, i'm excited to i'm excited to continue to follow this story i'll keep you updated on the american horror story beat here in france where it is a remains a hot trend yeah all right well uh speaking of hot trends coming up next <laughs> oh yeah it's the hot list <laughs> listening to days go by by men i trust at the beginning of the show you heard hot motion from temples all right now it's time for this week's it's the hottest the hottest it's sizzling there it is there it is right on cue chandler <laughs> it, it's 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 crazy how much the the water slowly filling your producer booth really keeps you on your toes. Doesn't shake him. It doesn't shake him. Wet or because dry, Chandler many, delivers there, the same. There's been behind the scenes, and this isn't me throwing shade on Chandler, you know. But I will say this: there's been many times we'll be like, "Now it's time for this week's." Chandler, now it's time for this week's TikTok. <laughs> Play the jingle here, please. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 amazing how much uh, how effective the the, the water is. Yeah. And as long as you don't make any mistakes, we'll turn the water off, Chandler. <laughs> All right. So the first item on our list today is news with Instagram. Instagram is actually going to start restricting shady posts about like diet stuff. Mm-hmm. So. If you ever spent much time on the platform, you've likely encountered posts promoting like, you know, diet products with like hashtag Fitspiration or weird like <laughs> detox drinks, you know, that mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. what is the, What does a detox even really mean? You know, and to sometimes the toxins to get right. All the toxins you picked the up. Toxins. The yeah. Ah, the toxins. <laughs> <laughs> I absorb so many toxins. <laughs> but you don't, but when, From, when you drink, you drink this inevitably green situation and then yeah. you're detoxed. That's how my it works. body is flush from all the Monsanto's chemicals being pumped into the water supply. <laughs> Sometimes they're even straight up, you know, promoting uh, things like cosmetic surgery. Well, the parent, their parent company, Facebook, has announced they're doing something about it. Both of the platforms are implementing a new policy that will make posts featuring those types of products. Um, you know, if, if, you know, it features these weird kind of diet stuff that they're trying to sell, mm-hmm. 
only users of the uh, over the age of 18 will see them. Um, so if they can, if if those posts contain an actual price or it looks like they're selling it, you have to be uh, 18 or over for for them to even show up in your feed. Also, if the posts make like what they're calling, this is their their term they're using, miraculous health claims, uh, they'll take it down entirely. So if you say, you know, if you drink this drink. You know, it will de-age your hairline or something, you know, I mean, unless there's some drink I don't know about, um, <laughs> then it will be taken down. Emma Collins, uh, who is Instagram's public policy manager, uh, she in her, her announcing of this policy seemed to acknowledge just how unhealthy bad information about self-image could be to users, particularly young ones who are under the age of 18 and are very impressionable, especially when it comes to issues of like self-image. Uh, in her quote, she said, we want Instagram to be a positive place for everyone that uses it. And this policy is part of our ongoing work to reduce the pressure that people put that people can sometimes feel as a result of social media. Tyler, what do you think of this new policy that's being implemented at Instagram and Facebook? Yeah, so I like it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of science, I guess. Like I'm a qualified with some qualifications. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm fine with all yeah. that. What I what I am curious about is using words like miraculous claims. That's a very vague. Yeah, I, I could see that being like a, sort of subjective, and some people being like, "Well, this is miraculous," uh, or yeah. "This is." I mean, miraculous is obviously a big word, but uh, this does do. Uh, th- this does create uh, like has, has a lot of health benefits to it. Yeah. And I don't know who at Instagram is equipped to decide what health claims are considered valuable and which are not. But, but I, I, I feel like that's going to be pretty people understand what vitamins are. Right. And if yeah. your drink has a lot of good, healthy stuff in it, then you can tell people it's going to make you healthier. That doesn't seem yeah. that hard to figure out. Yeah. But I do think as that opposed the to like work. the Gwyneth Paltrow goop situation, yeah. which is just like here, here's some sort of like yeah. Put, put these three, put these three uh, stones under your pillow every night. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> That's where you lose It'll me increase your chances of not getting, and you don't need a flu shot this year. And, you know, and, like, and, and I know we may have some listeners who are, are big believers in like alternative medicine and and healing yeah. power of stones or whatever. And I just want to make sure that I want to be very clear. I think you're wrong. I think that those <laughs> things are extremely dumb. <laughs> Listen, if you if you're interested in buying three hundred dollar uh, uh, goop wheatgrass, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> nose plugs, be my guest. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I do think, uh, you know, people need to be wary of false send advertising. Me, claims. Send me Venmo me three hundred dollars and I'll send you a salad. And I think it'll be. <laughs> I, but Tyler, to your point using the term miraculous as like yeah. the like that is their definition of uh you know what it what they deemed uh right and wrong um you know is interesting because i think too because they they could have said like unrealistic or mm-hmm. um yeah fantastical or something but yeah. miraculous has specific religious connotations you know, yes, uh, unfounded and, science yeah. can't explain this. Yeah. So, but but not just unfounded science can't explain this. But like when people think of miraculous, I feel like they think of miracles mm-hmm. and miracles are I, I would think the most common association with them are, you know, is faith. 
And so to say that they're going to restrict things if they make miraculous health claims, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's problematic. I'm just saying that's an interesting wrinkle to this story because, you know, what if, and again, this, maybe I'm being absurdly hypothetical here, you know, reading into the implications of this, but I do feel like the vagary of social media policies has gotten this country in a lot of trouble, mm-hmm. you know, Agreed. Uh, for sure. Like, you know, and this when, isn't when the they, same thing as like promoting, uh, allowing a hate group to exist on your side, obviously. Mm-hmm. No, no, not. Yeah. And I'm not trying to equate the two like morally or ethically. Saying. Sure. But but I do think sometimes social media policies are so vague and, you know, we'll use words like graphic, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we, we have to take something out of the shows like graphic violence or injury, uh, harm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's some some of those terms are uh, subjective, you know, like it, it does as a movie mm-hmm. trailer seem like I could see a Fast and Furious movie trailer where guys, you know, where the rock is, you know, throwing henchmen through the window. And I have no <laughs> idea if they lived or died uh, and see that as graphic violence, you know, sure, where other sure. people wouldn't. And it just seems like miraculous is not only subjective, but it's subjective with religious implications. Like what if what if a church said, you know. You, you know, was talking not necessarily a product they're selling. I mean, it could be, mm-hmm. but something that, uh, you know, they deemed like supernaturally miraculous. I just feel like that term could lead to uh, some unintended results. I don't know. I hear what you're saying. No, I hear, I hear what you're saying. And I think it sounds like you're a little bit feeling a little confused, feeling a little anxious about all of this. And I'd like to tell you that if that's how you're feeling, I'd like to invite you from your 1999. <laughs> you can subscribe to a play. Doctors don't want me to tell you about this. Doctors don't want me to tell you about this. What? You're not going to hear about this. You're not going to hear about this from Big Pharma. Shut this down. <laughs> But I, but you, and also anybody listening to this, just go ahead and, and Venmo me, Tyler Huck, Venmo me, and I will be happy to send you. You will. I, I'm, I have not slept as well as I'm sleeping right now in a long time. I can't tell you what's in it. I can't tell you what's in it. But, uh, but needless to say, it is miraculous. It's one packet of super youth powder, and you just dump it right in your water supply. <laughs> And you shampoo your hair with it, and the follicles you absorb dump, it dump right it into, into your the mind. local water supply. You can spread it around. <laughs> a little goes a long way, right to the city <laughs> reservoir. Don't do that. That's I think that's a serious crime. That's probably um, illegal. Yeah, I read about these two kids who put <laughs> who put um like uh, a soap in the water supply. Is a joke. Have you ever put soap in a fountain? Like, did you ever do that joke sure, when you were sure, a kid, yeah, like yeah. in a mall fountain or something? Uh-huh. Or detergent and like, oh, it's bubbling. Some kids I read about a story. Maybe I'm maybe I'm like misremembering it, but it because it was years ago. I was like, well, this escalated quickly. Uh, Put soap (laughs) in the city reservoir, which is, you know, (laughs) like, what's the prank? Everyone water stays soapy. And I think they were charged with like domestic terrorism. Like you cannot never put stuff in the city water supply. That's a pro tip. Okay. (laughs) No matter what Goop is saying. So anyway, uh, on to story, on to the next story. This week, a trailer was released for a Christian fantasy movie called Heaven Quest. Um, Okay. Mm -hmm. So here, you know, it's, it's released by a studio called King Street Pictures. Um, And uh, the, the film Heaven Quest is inspired by the classic, Christian novel. If you grew up in a Christian home, you even if you haven't read it, you have some probably awareness of it. It was written what in the 1600s, Tyler's A Pilgrim's Progress. Yeah, it's old. 
Yeah. Bunyan, right? John Bunyan. John Bunyan, right. Yeah. John Bunyan, you know, it's a, it's a classic story that a lot of people, a lot of Christian kids will read from like the, the 1600s. So I'm going to read the official synopsis. And Tyler, you watched the trailer this week, did you I not? I did watch the trailer. Per, I, I, I couldn't not. With a name like Heaven Quest, what was I supposed to do? It's very cool. <laughs> not it watching. a very cool name. All right. I'm going to read the, <laughs> this is the official synopsis here, okay? A regal man named Vangle is thrust on a journey against his will when he is suddenly and mysteriously arrested. Injured and lost after escaping the dark, the dark king's men, Vangle begins to have strange dreams and visions of a mysterious woman in white calling him from the unknown territory of the north. Armed with a book called The Record of Ancients that he receives from a wise sage named Elder, Vangle embarks on an adventure that takes him through the treacherous mountain range, underneath deserts, the Lake of Doubts, and the Forest of No Return. Along the way, travel companions share about his fabled good king uh, and his son in the north if he can make it there alive. For as uh, ambitious as that plot synopsis is because there's a lot happening there there's a lot there's a there's lot there's fabled kings which one do you think which one do you think i think i'm the forest of forgotten dreams in that write-up which one where would you tag yourself on the the light-up i mean honestly <laughs> i consider myself the ultimate hero so vangle, so vangle. yeah obviously yeah, vangle. Vangle. obviously and i have a lot of weird dreams too like vangle um you know for as ambitious as the plot sound and this is like a faith-based movie um I was actually from the trailer, which was released mm-hmm. and you can watch this week at relevantmagazine.com. I was I was kind of surprised at the production value. I thought I was actually kind of impressed by it. Like it looked it, surprisingly good from production value standpoint. And I thought it almost had like a Zack Snydery 300 type of vibe to it. What were your yes, thoughts? Definitely looked a little a little 300 indebted. Definitely was was, you know, it, it, I wouldn't put it quite like, uh, like, I don't think it was ready for the big leagues at Hollywood, yeah. but it was definitely a cut above. Uh, we've seen worse Christian movie trailers yeah. by a long shot, but by, yeah. by, uh, I, I will be, I, there's no way I'm not seeing this movie regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it's a sort of big swing that's either going to be very entertaining. It's going to be very entertaining either way, right? I, I know. I, that's the thing, man. I, I, when I watch it, because I, well, first, it's an awesome name, Heaven Quest. And Pilgrim's Progress is like, I remember like looking at, I haven't read Pilgrim's Progress in years, uh, but I remember as a kid, like, nope, same. you know, that was back when a time, it was like the Hansel and like Hans Christian Andersen. That's, that's who did like, you know, where they would yeah, write yeah, like yeah, kids' yeah, sure. stories where, you know, the the villain it wasn't like you know villains these days where um you know if you're watching an episode of like paul patrol with with seven-year-olds you know mm-hmm. the villain wants to ruin the town marching parade right. by right, putting yeah, yeah. kittens in the front <laughs> instead of puppies right <laughs> like like that, that's that's how villainous it gets for kids children's programming then like literally there was a time when they would write children's book and it was like no no the, she's she's putting children in an oven <laughs> you know what i mean like, and i remember reading the pilgrim's progress as a kid and i'd be like this is pretty scary man like like this is this book is legit you know so I, I think it was cool because there, you know, when you're a kid, there's there were so many in the household I grew up in. There was so much media I wasn't allowed to consume. But Pilgrim's Progress kind of had it all. You had swords. Uh, you had like big, cool fights. A lot of the analogies in retrospect were pretty on the nose, <laughs> like, had, like the bog of doubt. Like, I, yeah. I think I get it. I, I know where we're going. <laughs> yeah. 
and I, I believe I, I, I can't remember the name of the actual character the, the of Pilgrim's Progress. It might have been Christian. Yeah, I, I think it is. Like, yeah. So I, yeah, they didn't. I would say the there symbolism was, was yeah. It, the symbolism maybe left a little bit to be desired, but you can't accuse it of again being a big swing. And I'm all about big swings. Yeah. And my and my uh, art consumption. So obviously. Yeah. I, Okay, cool. Well, it's God Having Quest. You can check out the trailer at relevantmagazine.com. It hits uh, like digital platforms on October 25th. Okay, and other movie news. This one has is kind of movie news, but it also ties into like a social issue. That's why I want to bring it to the table. Uh, Aurora shooting survivors uh, are, are asking the Joker movie team to lobby for gun reform. So, mm-hmm. you know, Todd Phillips' Joker movie um, is, is coming soon to theaters. And is it coming this weekend? Do you know, Tyler? I believe next. Okay. So it's coming next week into theaters. And so if early reviews are in, it played at a lot of film festivals, but in the trailer, you kind of get the basic vibes of it, which it's not like the old, like uh, Jack Nicholson uh, cartoony Joker, right? Like, so Joaquin Phoenix, who is an incredible actor, but he, he certainly has a way of making his character seem very unsettling when he wants to uh, plays what appears to be a social outcast. It's like a Joker or origin story. He's some manner of social outcast and he, uh, you know, uses a disguise and a persona. And ultimately from what early uh, reviews are saying acts of domestic terrorism uh, to kind of get some sort of social revenge. Tyler, from what mm. you've read about the movie so far, um, you know, you're pretty plugged into the comic book world. That's, does that seem right. pretty accurate as a description? That's that's my understanding. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, obviously, but it does sound like the, the people who have seen it, um, it's gotten some very good reviews. It's gotten some less good reviews, but I, I think everybody seems to be on the same page about his performance, That that saying that, that yeah. he's doing a very good job in it and that it's, in general, a very unsettling movie. Yeah. Well, some people may remember back to 2012 uh, about a tragedy that occurred at a movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, when a gunman uh, left 12 people dead and 70 injured. Uh, that shooting, that mass shooting, actually took place on opening night at a screening of The Dark Knight Rises, uh, Christopher Nolan's mm-hmm. uh, Batman movie. Um, right. And, uh, you know, the shooter had uh, dyed his hair, uh, you know, colorfully and, you know, had, you know, did there this association between him and, and the, the Joker character sort of developed in a really tragic and, and, and terrible way. Um, well, survivors and family members of victims of that shooting, they've sent a letter to Warner Brothers that share some of their concerns about the movie. And they're actually asking that uh, the studio uh, lend its voice to push for some sort of gun control reform. Here's what they said in a letter that was uh, received by The Hollywood Reporter and was signed by five family members of victims. Mm-hmm. It says... We are calling on you to be a part of the growing chorus of corporate leaders who understands that they have a social responsibility to keep us all safe. Uh, The letter goes on to say that the shooting was perpetrated by a socially isolated individual who felt wronged by society and acted. Uh, They continued, as a result, we have committed ourselves to ensuring that no other family has to go through the absolute hell we have experienced and the pain we continue to live with. Trust us, it does not go away. Um, you know, the signers of the letter, uh, expressed that they were concerned that the movie, uh, could inspire copycats who, Mm. you know, would, would carry out some sort of horrific attack. Um, 
On Tuesday, Warner Brothers released a statement, and here's what they said. Gun violence in our society is a critical issue, and we extend our deepest sympathy to all victims and families impacted by these tragedies. Our company has a long history of donating to victims of violence, including Aurora. And in recent weeks, our parent company joined other business leaders who call policymakers to enact bipartisan legislation to address this epidemic. At the same time, uh, Warner Brothers believes that one of the functions of storytelling is to provoke difficult conversations around complex issues. Uh, Century Aurora and XD, which is the name of the theater where the uh, shooting took place in Aurora back in 2012. They will not be screening the the, the new Joker film at all. Mm-hmm. Um, d- there's a lot to unpack with this one. I don't want to, you know, I, I'm kind of interested in your take on this story sure. because it not only ties into a film that's, you know, seemingly attempting to say some provocative things, but it ties back to a real life tragedy in, a, in an issue yeah. in gun violence that we're still grappling with how to deal with. What are your thoughts, Tyler? Well, I've got a few because I've thought about this a lot. And like you said, I, I do like these comic book movies, grew up with comic books, and so I still like a lot of the films. Um, I think that it's important to know what this statement from the families isn't doing. Uh, they're not saying don't release the movie. They're not yeah. telling, They're not saying Warner Brothers shouldn't do this. They're just saying, in addition to doing this, can you also make sure that you're using your your pull, your platform to advocate for for gun law reform in this country? I mean, yeah. it's a very responsible thing to to, uh, you know, this isn't censorship. This isn't them. Yeah. They're not, they're not pushing. They're not saying don't make this. They're just saying, in addition to making this, can you also take some responsibility for the ways that we uh, as a culture do glorify violence and a lot of times and that this movie, uh, I, we, it, well, before I say that, I, I think the other interesting thing about this is I think it's amazing how much discourse there has been about it yeah. before anybody's really seen it. You know, this yeah. this premiered at Toronto Film Festival. Those people saw it. Uh, but we we a lot of people are talking about it, both uh, saying it shouldn't be released and defending it without actually knowing. Well, I'm not saying that it, it, yeah. it may do some irresponsible things. That it may take some liberties with its characters that I don't think movies should. Uh, but without seeing it, it's hard for any of us to know what we're talking about here. Yeah. So I, I think they handled it pretty well. Um, I, I really do. I support their the, the letter. And uh, I, I wish Warner Brothers had issued kind of a stronger affirmation of what they said in response yeah. to it. But uh I, I'm I'm only vaguely interested in this one. The Joker just isn't a character that I find all that intriguing. On yeah. we've just seen him so many times in the movies at this point, and I, there's other there's a lot of other characters out there for comic book nerds to that I'd be way more interested in seeing get a little chance in the spotlight. But for the time being, I would say I support the 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 statement as it stands right now. I think it was really well handled on their part. Yeah, I and like I'm not a big. I mean, I'm I don't have anything against comic books. I have you yeah, know, you still some them. relationship with them, but like I almost feel like I mean the the plot lines aside, uh, you know, about him being a social outcast. I almost feel like the Joker is more interesting without an origin story because oh, without totally an origin agree. story, he's an idea. He's chaos. He you know he's anarchy. He mm-hmm. is what happens when moral when morality breaks down. You know, uh, giving him like overly humanizing him, you know, I feel like takes power almost out of that idea. That's why I feel like Heath Ledger's performance was so gripping was because we don't know where this guy came from. Mm-hmm. He, he he is, a, you know, he was as much a symbol for corruption and compromise as he was as a human. And but who knows? I'm not sure. I, again, I haven't seen it, but it'll be coming it out. soon. Yeah, it could be good. Maybe I'll like it. I'm just not, right. I'm just not sure right now. 
Well, a version of the Friends theme in a minor key <laughs> became the power ballad you didn't know you needed in your life. Uh, so you, I feel like the Friends theme song is probably one of the most iconic TV songs of all time. Um, sure. it, you know, it's the Rembrandt's uh, classic. I'll be there for you. Kind of a one hit wonder. But man, I mean, everybody knows that song. It, I, I'm pretty confident it's it's if you were to make a list, an objective list of the top five most memorable theme TV theme songs of all time. I feel like I'll be there for you would be right on the top, uh, uh, right on the top of that list. Uh, but if you listen to the lyrics, the song is a bummer. <laughs> Your yeah, job's a really joke. Is. You are You're broke. broke. Your love life is nobody loves you. DOA. Yeah. You have no job. You're, you know, what's the old, uh, uh, the dumb and dumber. We got no jobs, got no friends. Our pets heads are falling off. You know, or like when Dwight's talking to Michael, he's like, you have no, like at the the Michael Scott roast. Do you remember that? He's like, you have no friends. You have no land and no one loves you. Like Things are not looking good for the, the, the subject of the friends theme song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so, uh, there's a YouTuber and a singer. He's pretty good. Named Chase Hoffelder. Um, he, you know, he was bummed out about the news that Friends will be leaving Netflix next year, and he decided to do a version that's more true to the lyrics of the song. And he placed it into a minor key. Let us hear a clip. This sounds like it's Mary. Did you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that your baby boy. <laughs> Your love was gonna be this way. It does. It your job's a joke, you're broke. Your love lies to your way. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. Here we go. Here we go. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. There we go. The power, the power ballad you didn't know you need. But doesn't it also kind of make you focus on, like you said, it's a bummer of a song. And all this person really has to offer them is I'll be there for you because you're there. It's, this is a very conditional relationship that yeah, we're setting very up. Transactional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very transactional. Yeah. I don't want, I don't need, I, I want you to be there. Like, I'll try I hope to you be, be there, there for me if I, you know, if maybe the reason your job's a joke and you're broke and your love life's COA is that your friends suck. Have you thought about that? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Maybe <laughs> it's hard for me to be there for you because as I clearly stated, I am broke. Okay. My job is a joke. Okay. It hasn't been my day. It, it hasn't been my day, much less my week, much less my year. Okay. Sorry. I haven't been there for you, but can you be there for me? Yeah. I clearly stated that. All of those things I've stated. All right, final final item on today's hot list. Uh, an Episcopal church is holding a Bob Dylan mass this weekend. I guess depending on when you listen to this, it's happening on Sunday. Uh, that we recorded this early Friday morning. Um, so Christ Episcopal Church of Covington, Louisiana, uh, they're holding what they're calling a Bob Dylan mass. Uh, the it's a tribute mass, and it includes meditations as well as performances of classic. Bob Dylan uh, bangers like mm-hmm. knocking on heaven's door. 
the times they are a change in forever young miss mr tambourine man and even one of his gospel songs called pressing on uh the church director told the christian post dylan is a particularly good choice because of the depth of his lyrics he said sometimes echoing the prophets and empowering us to think more critically about societal and global ills as well as responding to the needs of the world, uh, you know, referencing Dylan's lyrics there. You know, he did. I mean, there are a lot of stuff deep in the Dylan catalog that does seem, you know, in that prophetic nature. Um, mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, if you, you know, I mean, especially, you know, this this isn't included on on the list there. But like, if you listen to like a, a song, I, I saw a take on Twitter the other day, which was a, a really interesting take by someone uh, who said, that Bob Dylan, the Bob Dylan song Hurricane uh, was mm-hmm. the first true crime podcast. Um, if you oh, that's familiar, interesting. Yeah, it, sure. It, sure, it, that makes sense. If you listen to the song, it talks about a, a you know, a, a person of color who's wrongly, wrongfully convicted of a crime and, you know, sort of everything that mm-hmm. transpires after that. But he does it in the form of a song that's really interesting, but tells an entire narrative. But when it's something like that, that is Dylan... You know, I think you could make a case in a way using like sort of a, you know, when you say kind of prophetic in the Old Testament sense of like mm-hmm. calling something out and, you know, trying to enact change. Tyler, what are your thoughts about a Bob Dylan mass? Well, I, I don't I don't mind a Bob Dylan mass. I'm a big, big Dylan fan. Uh, I like my, I'm a little surprised that you said uh, even one of Bob's. Uh, gospel songs and it kind of seems like it'd be especially focused on bob's gospel songs i'm also a little surprised at the inclusion of hey mr tambourine man my understanding is that song is about grass but 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 whatever who am i who am i gonna judge who am i gonna judge what am i what what am i i'm not the cops do whatever you want in your episcopal churches yeah Uh, i wish i could be there for it it sounds cool yeah yeah uh last year grace cathedral an episcopal congregation in san francisco uh they held a beyonce mask so uh, yeah yeah yeah. so also makes sense also checks out yeah sure so why not all right that'll do it for this week's hot list up next social club misfits You're listening to Bob Dylan. The song is Hurricane. Classic, man. Social Club Misfits is a hip-hop duo consisting of Fern and Marty Marr. Uh, Earlier this year, you may remember, they released a collection of songs that was called Mood. And it was kind of about the positive side of faith. It was a very upbeat album, uh, or at least an upbeat collection of songs. Uh, Well, they they recently released the second half of that album called Doom. And in it, they wrestle with things like doubt, and questions about faith and it's a much darker but a really interesting collection of songs uh, i was really excited to be able to talk to him about the the release of songs and kind of uh what's it like deep diving into kind of the 
sometimes the the darker side of faith and, and really wrestling with things. And here's part of my conversation with Social Club Misfits. You're welcome. Uh, uh, you're welcome. Uh. Here's another glimpse in the life of Mr. Seldom on a mission to heaven so he could tell me well done. well done. He got all my secrets. He promised he never tell none. You're welcome. There's no other feeling like it. Music all. for your soul. So we welcome you. Everyone's invited. Everything on hold. This is a season of multiplying talents. And if you ain't come to work, then you're passing value. I want to talk about a couple tracks in particular, but I want to start with Believe. Um, I think that was the first one I heard from. Um, uh, you know, I, I, that was a single first, yeah, right? Before it was released first, with them. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I first heard that, and you know, the irony was I, I heard the song, I loved the song, and right around that time, you know, there are a couple of these leaders. There's Josh Harris. There was yeah. that worship leader from, uh, you know, Hillsong. You know, these these guys who were renouncing their faith, or or if not to the point of renouncing it, questioning if they yeah. even believe it at all. And it seemed like all of a sudden we were in this moment where people were talking about doubt and they were talking about questioning their faith and they were figuring. And it seems like right now, a lot of people are trying to figure out how to talk about that the right way. And then in this song, then I hear this song and I'm like, oh, I feel like they really kind of get this tension of wrestling with doubts and things you don't understand, but choosing to believe. So I want to talk. I want both of you guys to tell me a little bit about you know your own personal you know experiences with doubt and faith and then how it kind of manifested in this song that song was produced by me and uh, this guy named ben uh ben Lopez. it's the first song i ever produced that ever came out on capitol you know i've been producing for a little bit but this is like the first song that we actually nailed um to be a part of the record so it was really important that you know whatever we spoke about we kind of made a we made our mark but i felt like in person like when you hear my verse a lot of like I, I i feel like there's no safe space to talk about your doubt there's not a safe mm. space there's not a safe space to be like you know what like i kind of don't know what we believe or i don't know what god is doing here or i don't know what's that like without feeling like you're totally against god you're like there's no safe space that you could tell people hey i i'm struggling and so what happens is i feel like a lot of us goes up it's actually get worse and worse and worse and worse and just because there's no open forum for us to just be like, hey, you know, like, what is this about? And so, like, for me, I, I had a, I've, I've had that moment in my personal life where, when I left the church for a couple of years, I totally doubted God. I was like, God, what am I doing here? Like, what is happening here? Like, I just didn't, I didn't really know. I had so much doubt. And I was like, everything I just did or done the last three years working at a church is it all BS? Like, is it all crap? Like, is it all nothing? You know. And so for me, I feel like God can work with that though. And I think it's okay to have those, those moments in your faith because I feel like it, it, for me personally, it definitely strengthened my faith. And so a lot of, I feel like that we make is, is catered to someone who's possibly been hurt by the church or has an experience where they just feel as if like, you know, like, I don't know, they don't have an open forum to speak and to talk. And so like, for me, you know, believe was important because I, Originally, when we made created this song, it just ended on "Do You Still Believe?" But I also wanted to, I wanted to give a little hope. So at the end, um, I produced the ending, so that Dave James, one of our friends, could sing on it. And just I was like, "This is what I want you to say. I want you to say, I believe, even though I doubt, even though I'm in this place right now where I'm like, God, where are you? What's happening? I still know that deep down you're in control." But I kind of just need a sign. You know, I just need you to, like, show yourself, reveal yourself. And so for me, I feel like it was, like, this 
uh, Peter, you know, Paul moment that, and, and like, I, I remember in the Bible, there's a moment where, uh, you know, Jesus comes and then the disciples aren't all there. And he's like, you know, tell specifically, you know, Thomas or tell, you know, like God always, Jesus always makes this, he leaves room for someone who doubts. It's okay to doubt. And I think that um, the doubting should inevitably like leave you, leave you back to Jesus. Because the truth is, I'm not doubting because I don't believe that there's a God. I'm doubting because I just feel like it's happening. And I want God to reveal himself in a way. And I think that almost every person can say, you know, I remember when God showed up here. So we all have moments in our life where we can say, you know, God, like, I know you're real because of this moment that happened. I need a new moment that renews my faith. And so for us, and for me personally, I just felt like this one was, it's, it's really catered to somebody who's been through hurt. And somebody who's been yeah. through some serious situations, because I feel like, um, you know, I even say in the song, um, "You're probably laughing up in heaven." I was trying to telling God to take the wheel, but giving Him direction. It's funny, like in my mind, I'm like, you know, God, I want to do this, and God's like, "You're telling me you to do this," and then you're saying, "Take control," but you want me to take you here when I need to take you to this place, somewhere opposite. That you, your soul needs if your soul wants to prosper. So, like, God's big picture just laughing at me, being like, dude, you are my kid. I love you, but you're still my kid, and let me take control. And so, like, that really was the idea behind the song for me personally. Yeah. Fern, what are your thoughts on, on Believe? I mean, ironically enough, you know, I, I got raised in the church. You know, I was raised in the church, parents of pastors and stuff like that. So, I always had faith and I always believed. And even though when I, when I disappeared and I call it the lost decade, I kind of went out, you know, in my twenties and kind of messed those things up and got in trouble and just wilded it out. I just always remember like, you know, even in my lowest point, regardless of how long I shunned it, regardless of how long I tried to like not listen to the call of Fern, you have a calling on your life or you have a purpose. I finally realized that, you know, I had to give it all. I had to surrender, you know, no matter how long I try to put it off for, you know, I actually realized it was like a GPS. I say it all the time. Like I remembered all the lessons that my parents taught me in those dark days and the times I was locked up, you know, from the times I was first being a dad, from the times I was, I was always going through trials and I was always going through stuff that was leveling me up. And I just, regardless of what I went through, I always had that little voice that I just clinged on to. And I always believed, ironically enough. So, you know, even in my lowest times, you know, that's why I wrote that. I was like, you know, I had so many different points in that verse, but I was just like sometimes suffering in silence. I was scared to tell you, like, you're just scared. You're trying to like hide from God, but you can't hide from him. So it was just a beautiful, you know, time for us to be able to really speak and get vulnerable about, you know, where we were, you know, during that time. Mood and Doom. I have both been really enjoyable to listen to, but I like how Doom isn't, um, you know, isn't afraid to like tackle this stuff. But I also, you know, like the the tone of it and how it's always kind of pointing towards hope. And I wanted to ask about one more song, uh, which is towards the the end of the the. Is it? Are you guys referring to this as an EP? I mean, I know those sort of distinctions have sort of faded in the modern era, but is Doom it technically an EP? It's technically a full album over the year over the year so you have mood 
then we have a song with David Crowder called Testify. Yeah. And then it would come doom. So it's it's like kind of like the full picture of Christianity up yeah, down. Yeah. You know, food is that's what I was trying to we were saying before, like food is the happy part of Christianity. Yeah. You know, everything's good. And then doom is like the God, where are you right now? You know? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. in the middle of that testify and just us sharing a little bit of our testimony and you know, like technically it would be considered one full album, but you know how nowadays yeah, yeah, it's and EP yeah. and more music. Balance of faith. Nobody ever changed the world by playing it safe. When you're afraid, it's the only time that a man could be brave. So don't tell me God is silent when your Bible is closed. I know that I'm far from perfect, but I want to be close. Even on this broken road, I know that God's in control. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was. Yeah. So I don't want to overcomplicate it. Your love doesn't change, it made me who I am, yeah. That was Social Club Misfits. Up next, Ask the Cast. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment and get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp has licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, anger, stress, anxiety, and more. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Relevant podcast listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code RELEVANT. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash relevant. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash relevant. You're listening to Brian and Katie Torwalt. The song is Remember. All right. So we have asked you, um, you know, we send out, uh, uh, you know, a tweet asking you to ask us things that we will uh, pass along. Um, Okay. Melissa says this, Tyler. I ended Mm -hmm. up in a small group full of people who are much older and not at all in tune with pop culture, leaving me, Mm -hmm. leaving it to me to educate them. What are some aspects of the youths that I could be sure to introduce to them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are the kids into basically these that's days? Right. Is, that what, right. is that what we're asking? Yeah, that's right. Oh man. So we, do we each get like one? Yeah. Yeah. Thing? We, we, one, yeah, like we one, get one thing. Yeah. We each get one. Okay. Tyler, what is your thing? <laughs> well, I already gave you American horror story tease. That's oh, okay. a, that's a, that's Fair. a, that was free. Fair. That was free. Fair. That one's on the house. Uh, my, my other one, uh, I was going to say vaping, but you can't do that. Uncle Sam's yeah. cracking down on yeah. the e-cigs, so, we, right. so we can't say that any longer. Uh, you know what's great? You know what I've really, what's been a, a source of a lot of joy for me over the past few days that I know that I know all the teens are also very into, the teens are enjoying a lot. You, you, you got to get on TikTok. That's yeah, where, TikTok. that's where the action is. The comedy <laughs> that you can find on TikTok, there is no, it's, this is not being done on HBO. This yeah. is not being done on NBC. TikTok is the, is the number one source of the best, most incisive, most, uh, 
most uh, subversive progressive comedy out there right now they make everybody at snl look 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 stupid yeah right now. so i would say yeah get on tiktok and start playing around you're not going to believe what you find i'll say this too uh about the whole vaping situation i invested heavily in <laughs> jelly bean flavored e-juice that i'm sitting on pallets of uh now this law I will now be selling it on Instagram as a detoxing health tonic. <laughs> one little swig. You'll be just fine. Uh, uh, this is a deep one. Tyler, we'll throw it to you. And, you know, oh, really? we're, we're running okay. a little yeah. long here, uh, so I won't keep us too long. Sorry. But yeah. um, do you feel the effects in movies like superpowers, resurrection, magic are helpful or harmful for people's oh. appreciation slash wonder for biblical miracles? Do you feel it makes them old hat or more believable or have no effect at all? Tyler, I'm going to tee this one up for you. What are your thoughts so on this? Give, me, give it to me one more time. So do okay. I think... So do you think that like effects in movies, like superpowers, uh -huh. resurrection, yeah, yeah, magic... Yeah. CGI. Yeah. If they are CGI. helpful or harmful for people's mm. appreciation... That's a good question. Or, or like the wonderment of mm -hmm. biblical miracles. Like what do you, does it have any effect on people's understanding of what the Bible says? Yeah, I, I think that... I think that's a good question. I do. I have thought about this a little bit. I don't know that I have a definitive answer yet i do think that um one thing that that i've kind of come to is in the is in the bible whenever it describes like these visions that that like john sees in the book revelation right or uh, yeah. or that isaiah or jeremiah see whenever they talk about the the things we could only really create with special effects in movies here and now is uh, is how difficult of a time they have describing these things. Mm. Like Ezekiel talks about a wheel within a wheel, right? Yeah. What does that mean? We don't. I, I can't picture what well, that so, is. So, some people. These... Some people think that's aliens. Speaking of aliens in the Bible, yeah, they, right. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard that theory too. But yeah. everything is like extremely difficult. It's not like you know. It's not a special effect in the sense that it's something that you haven't really like. He shoots webs out of his hands or yeah. something. It's like they're seeing something that they don't really have a language for. That there's yeah. not really a dimension for. So I think that in the miraculous, when it comes to talking about like the work of God. I think that is something that when you see it, you know, because there's no other word for it. There's no other way to describe it. There's nothing else you could ascribe it to. Um, you could maybe argue that special effects and movies are kind of stealing away from our appreciation of like natural wonders, like, yeah. like the stars or so I could see that. But in terms of the work of God, I, I think that that is just on a different level than just really cool spe looking special effects. But in yeah. real life, you know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah. Totally, man. All right. Well, hey, that'll do it for um, uh, Ask the Cast and today's show. I want to thank our guest today, Social Club Misfits. Uh, Doom is out now. And as Chandler pointed out to me during one of our breaks, that Doom is actually mood backwards. Man, they didn't even say that in the interview. They just expect me to be smart enough to realize it. And I wasn't. Good job, Chandler. Uh, that is pretty cool. Uh, so check out Doom. It's really great. It's out now. Uh, also, I want to thank BetterHelp. Um, you can go to betterhelp.com slash relevant. Simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched up with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash relevant. Also, thank you to David Platt. His new book, Something Needs to Change, is out now. Also, don't forget to subscribe to, subscribe to the magazine. Don't forget to listen to our brand new uh, podcast for church leaders uh, called called which is out now uh we just released an episode featuring both kim walker smith and john mark mcmillan talking about worship so you'll want to check that out and uh yeah other than that we'll we'll see you guys on tuesday uh i'm jesse carey 
I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Chandler Strick. See you guys. for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. You have no friends, you have no land, and no one loves you. Relevant Podcast Network.